you're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Christian Smith. Today we're joined by Sean McLeod, Professor and Director of Graduate Studies for the Department for Religious Studies at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte to talk about ghosts from a religious studies perspective. Sean, thank you for joining us. Nice to be here. So have you heard uh, of the ghost stories on Winthrop's campus? I haven't, although I wasn't surprised when I got your email to hear that there are ghost stories on Winthrop's campus. Yeah, there are a couple. Um, they're pretty interesting to me because they all seem to be, almost all of them seem to be benevolent um, ghosts. Um, and I was just wondering, um, is that pretty common across, um, you know, ghost stories or are they typically more of a malevolent type thing? Well, if we're talking just about the United States, uh, it really is, uh, it depends upon the story. Um, frequently, you know, anywhere between 45 to 65 percent of Americans, when they're asked, say they believe in ghosts. Um, some of these are very benevolent. Say your deceased Aunt Tilly, who you think still lives in your house with you and visits you. Um, it's sometimes when kids, oftentimes teenagers, college age students go legend tripping, uh, meaning they go to particular sites that are supposed to have negative entities. That's when you hear about people talking about less than benevolent spirits. Yeah, that's interesting. One of them is about, um, there's, I think they're called stocks. Yeah. From prisoners who built Tillman hall. Um, and people report hearing, um, them like shake or hear like moans from that. So yeah, that's sort of a, a, is that like a legend thing like you were talking about? Well, you know, there are lots of, um, you know, five or six uh, immediate things you can say about uh, ghost stories and what ghost stories have to say. And one of those is that ghost stories are a way to talk about past injustices. So what you're describing there sounds like uh, a way to kind of acknowledge past injustices uh, that comes to the building of this particular university. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so how prevalent are ghost stories across different religions and cultures? Uh, there are as many and as old of ghost stories as there are stories about gods. Um, so this is, you know, something that's longstanding in all human cultures. Yeah. How do they differ across, um, you know, the different cultures, religions, stuff like that? You know, are they the same from say, indigenous um, Americans, uh, you know, to like European traditions, or are they different somehow? Yeah, somebody who focuses focuses on the U.S. context, I can tell you that, you know, we have a, a very diverse, uh, there's not an American culture, there are a lot of American cultures in the United States. And some uh, communities focus really on family spirits, um, ancestors that need to be remembered, appeased. Um, other ghost stories focus on places where things happened, uh, accidents, uh, murders. Uh, in fact, the kind of classic ghost stories that you might see on TV are frequently that, right? Uh, with people saying that uh, ghosts appear where um, individuals still have some sort of uh, unseen business that has to be taken care of. So it's a wide variety. And, you know, we're in the American Southeast. So I want to tell you something interesting about that, or at least something I've always found interesting, is uh, a Pew poll in the last five or six years uh, broke down the United States into regions of the Northeast, the Southeast, the uh, Midwest, 
the Pacific Northwest and then the far west, uh, but not including the Pacific Northwest area. So you think of cutting California in half, looking at the desert Southwest, Southern California. So you have these different divisions. And the part of the country was most likely to believe in haunted houses was the American Southeast. Interesting. But the part of the country that was least likely to say ghosts are deceased humans was the southeastern United States. That's a very interesting um, dichotomy. <laughs> Pew didn't know what to do with that um, because, you know, the, uh, Pew does excellent surveys in terms of numbers and um, uh, getting uh, useful uh, kind of demographic combinations. Um, but they, it's not that people study religion there, right? Uh, and what they don't know is that uh, the Southeast is the only part of the country uh, in which the dominant form of Christianity is evangelical Protestantism. And it's over 50%, say, in North Carolina alone. Um, so evangelicals are theologically more likely to think that demons uh, haunt houses than, say, the ghost of your uncle or aunt. So that's one way it's very different than other parts of the country. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, it's not uncommon, of course, here in the Southeast to think of humans uh, who are dead as haunting things as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually reading um, about your uh, couple chapters you've written, especially the one, uh, The Ghosts of the Past or the Demons of the Present, uh, mm. in the Spirit Possession and Communications in Religious and Cultural Context book. Yeah, um, and you said you were saying that um, third wave Protestant evangelicalism treats demons as if they were uh, ghosts, like possessing and haunting people, objects, places, stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And what's kind of interesting to me is that uh, third wave spiritual warfare practitioners and those who make um, ghost hunting reality television actually both mine from the same grotto of themes, uh, images, uh, stories, and they influence each other in interesting ways as well. That's interesting. So you said that both um, ghosts and demons are often um, either, you know, are, are connected in the way that, um, especially third wave Protestant evangelicalism talks about uh, demons, like they can possess people, they are tied to often like either actions or memories or something like that. Um, or that they can haunt um, places uh, or objects or people. Um, and so why do you think the idea of like possession is like a really scary common trope for both demons and ghosts? Yeah, I'm not so sure that um, there's a lot in terms of ghosts possessing uh, more you get the notion of evil spirits or demons possessing in, a, in an American culture. But it goes back to uh, that same, the story you were telling about the, um, prisoners or enslaved people even perhaps who uh, had to build Winthrop University and you hear the chains of the prisoners. Um, it's a way to talk about past injustices. Uh, it's this notion that the history that may be in your personal life from 20 years ago or maybe from 200 years ago in the area you live in um, continues to influence the presence in significant ways. And what better way to kind of manifest that uh, belief than through ghost stories in which the past is literally kind of looking you in the face, uh, taking over particular things. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, in that same vein, have ghost stories uh, changed significantly over time? In different places, in 
different cultures and different times, ghost stories can be very different. Um, I'll give you one kind of quick example. Uh, if you're a fan of horror movies, <laughs> um, in American horror genres, and, and, and why do I talk about films? Because films pick out from folk culture, popular culture, supernatural cultures to get their themes. Uh, and kind of a conventional uh, European and American story is that once you figure out why a ghost haunts, that ghost disappears, right? Things become better. Um, that's very different than Japanese folklore and horror genres in which the spirit can never be appeased. Uh, so you can certainly know everything. You can know who the killer was, say, of the spirit, but that spirit still is not going to go away or leave that area. And it's still going to randomly attack, uh, hurt, perhaps even kill the people who come into contact with it. Interesting. And so that's just like a cultural difference or is that tied to like religious differences as well, do you think? You know, it's really um, hard to discuss how religions interact with other supernatural sort of beliefs and practices in a culture. So if I were to tell you um, that only about something like at max 2% or less of all Americans belong to a religious community in which they're allowed to believe in ghosts, <laughs> and yet that a minimum of like 40 to 45% and probably more of Americans at any given time say they believe in ghosts. Um, you know, these things interact in individuals' worlds, right? They, you know, rather than, you know, in religious studies, the academic study of religion, rather than musing over whether, um, you know, there's a reality to ghosts or gods of any sort, any sort of supernatural beings, we're really interested both in the kind of work that a belief saying ghosts and gods do for those who believe in them. And then also how those things interact in individuals and communities, everyday lives. And you find a lot of blending of things together, right? Um, that, you know, the belief that you have a, uh, a ghost in your house or, or that they even exist, maybe you've never had an experience one, still is a means of imagining that there's life after death. Uh, and life after death often is something that religions uh, say something about as well, right? It's also, you know, believing in a ghost and thinking you saw a ghost is a way to explain anonymous exper anomalous experiences. And religion often has a lot to do with anomalous experiences as well. So it's not just that we're talking about supernatural beings, but the ways these interact in individuals' lives, confirming uh, and contrasting uh, with each other sometimes. Um, so final question, this is the big one. Uh, do you personally believe in ghosts? <laughs> um, it doesn't matter if I do or don't, um, because I'm not really interested in whether ghosts exist. I'm not really interested in whether gods exist. What I am interested in is that people do think that ghosts and gods exist. And just that belief itself and the actions they take on those beliefs does a certain work in the world, makes them act in certain ways, think certain things, move in the world in certain ways. And that's what I study, right? As a scholar of the academic study of religion, we study human beings and what they do and say uh, that they, or sometimes we, uh, think of as religion. And it's the same when it comes to other supernatural things like belief in ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh-huh. Um, cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Um, I guess there would be one thing I would like to add, um, you know, because we were thinking, you know, why ghosts? Uh, and, you know, so, you know, ghosts are a way I, I already mentioned to talk about past injustices, a means to what imagine there's life after death, a way to explain anomalous experiences. But also, I think it's important in this contemporary period to talk about how ghosts are also part of entertainment and marketing for certain places. So entertainment, uh, both in the form of um, you know, individuals getting together and telling ghost stories, right? That can be a way of getting a little community together, especially like it is now around Halloween. Uh, this is often when um, colleges and university campuses, uh, you know, have these sort of stories like you're the one you're telling uh, about ghosts, um, but also marketing, uh, meaning that now, you know, you wouldn't have seen 30 years ago the kind of ghost tours that almost every city uh, has. Uh, you'd have haunted houses and things like that, right? But um, there's a certain type of uh, very profitable marketing uh, for museums, for cities, uh, and not just during Halloween, uh, to give ghost tours and focus on that aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. Actually, the story is based on uh, the Winthrop Ghost Tours of Tillman Hall, uh, which are happening <laughs> on the uh, the 21st and 22nd, or I'm sorry, 22nd and 23rd uh, from 7 to 11.30 p.m. Yes, so very similar. <laughs> That's what sparked this whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, um, I, I don't know if uh, I, I haven't, I actually have to talk to him and see when it's going on because um, you're not that far from here, is um, a, an anthropologist in our department uh, in the religious studies department, um, and a couple of his colleagues give ghost tours uh, in the North Davidson area of Charlotte uh, during this time of year. They're free. Um, so, you know, even, you know, that's his community. And as an anthropologist, he's familiar with folklore narrative. Uh, so he goes out and, and he gives the, the stories as well. Um, so a similar sort of, uh, you know, seasonal marketing even if it, in this case it's free right and i'm guessing the winthrop one probably is too actually uh, there's a ten dollar entrance fee oh okay. <laughs> boy those better be some pretty scary ghosts <laughs> i know i better hear some chains i'll tell you what <laughs> all right well sean thank you for joining us uh, thank you thank you for having me that was sean mcleod professor and director of graduate studies for the department of religious studies at the university of north carolina at charlotte talking about ghosts in our culture you're listening to the Palmetto Report.